All right. We are here with Congressman Eric Burleson. How are you this morning, sir? Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for joining us. We know you guys are about ready to go into a meeting to try to get this speakership stuff um, scheduled, um, um, squared away. Is that what I understand? Is that correct? Yeah. They, um, in fact, they tried to um, dismiss us, and we, we, we said, no, no, no. We, we, need to, we need to get this done. Let's, let's stay and do, and do everything we can to try to get somebody picked before we leave. Man, so you know, where do we stand right now? Um, so where we're at right now is that um, we have the vote this week, um, and it was there was really an unsettled vote because um, Scalise, while well, he got 110 members, and then he got three members from the, the um, associated delegation. So uh, the three are from like Samoa, Puerto Rico and um, Guam, that those three members can't vote for him on the floor. So 110 votes is not even half of the majority. And Jordan got 99 votes. Um, and then they tried to go to the floor quickly. There was um, the, the, the way in which leadership tried to just take everything and push us to the floor with, with a with a, with a vote count that was clearly not the majority of the majority ended up backfiring on them. And it, and it looked so poor um, that we ended up coming in the next day and, and the conference and a lot of people went to the microphone and expressed their, their distrust of leadership and the decisions that they've been making and, and that they would not be voting for Scalise. So, and this is all behind closed clear. doors, correct? This is all behind closed yeah. doors. Yeah. So, like, yeah. what are they saying? So like, we, how do they not trust Scalise? What what kind of things are they saying? So, <clears throat> so there's a lot of like smash mouth politics that was played recently this week. So, yet things like um, K Street lobbyists calling into members and saying, you know. If you know, are you going to vote for Scalise? If you don't, I don't know that we can donate to your campaign. We can keep wow. you on our donor list. And so that was happening. And, and so there was, there, you know, which, you know, that's kind of like, that's the way that old school DC does things. That's the way that um, things have operated up here for a long time. But, but we, we are trying to change this place. We're trying to get, under a new Testament and trying to um, bring in people that have got a more clear vision and, and really care about the country. Yeah. So who are like, um, who are some names that people are looking at? Like these, cause, cause what we're looking at from the outside and we're not in the room where it happens. We just see these disruptors that are saying, we don't want anybody. So who are they saying they want? You know, I'm, I haven't said, I haven't heard anybody say they don't want anybody. Um, my idea, what I brought to Freedom Caucus, what I brought to our freshman conference, and has been has, is, is a growing idea. People kind of see be as a path forward is that under this circumstance, and it reminds me of the Missouri Senate where everyone has a veto, everyone has filibuster power. You really need to just gather a consensus of people 
and their views of who they will not oppose. What items will they not oppose? And so, and then that is, that is now the, on the menu. And so given that, what you do is you go to all the different groups. They call them five families, right? Like Freedom Caucus, Main Street, uh, Republican Study Group, all of those groups, right? Yeah. And you say, what are your names of people that you will not oppose on the floor? That you, you're not going to stand up and, and, and vote against that person should they become elected speaker. Get those, that list of names. Mm-hmm. And then you take a Venn diagram of everybody's names. And suddenly you're going to figure out that there's a lot of names of people that haven't really ticked anybody off. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. at the end of the day, it's a trust issue. It's a trust issue. It's there are people person. who, yeah, it's a trust issue. The reason why a lot of people are saying, I will never vote for that guy is because at some point in time, that person has lied or done something to cross another member. And the, so because and now normally that would, that wouldn't matter. But when you're, when you're in an environment where you have such a slim majority, you can't afford to have any enemies. And that's what, that's right. what the dynamic is right now. Is that, and so, and this, this environment up here in DC doesn't understand that because the mentality up here is oh, the, lo- the pe- longer you've been here, the, bo- the more you should be promoted. Mm-hmm. But you know what? In an environment where the longer you've been here, the more you've lied to people and the more enemies you've created, if you're trying to become speaker, it's going to make it very difficult. Wow. So, Cong- Congressman, we're talking to Congressman Eric Burleson, 7th District, our congressman here in, in the 417 land. Here, here's what I want you to, here's what I'd like you to take back today, because this is what it looks like to, to guys like me, Elijah. We had Elijah on earlier. He was talking about it as well. We brought it up yesterday. This is, this is scary for the Republican Party. And here's why, because we need to win an election in 2024. We need to make sure that we get the right presidential candidate, whether it's Trump or DeSantis or whoever, whoever the GOP decides that is. And then in addition to that, we need to be focused on not only winning the Senate back, but also increasing the majority in the House. And right now, this division, I can tell you on the outside, if you are kind of like walking the fence, if you're one of those purple voters, you know, you can go either way. They're going to. There's going to be arguments coming out that, hey, look, why would you vote for these guys? Because they can't even keep their own house together. Uh, that message, is that even being talked about in Congress right now? Because that's the way the American oh, people yeah. are seeing it. And I'm afraid it, it's going to impact the 2024 elections in a way that could be could be detrimental. Yeah, Chris, I've heard that. I've heard what you're saying in speech after speech after speech in our conference meeting. It is absolutely what everybody understands is going on. Um, and so it, we, we do understand the dynamic. And look, I'm a guy, I didn't vote to remove McCarthy. I, not because I like McCarthy, but because I didn't want to be here. I didn't want to be in a situation where we didn't have a speaker. It, it, I felt like it was a bad plan. But here we are. I will say this. I never thought that we would ever have a chance to vote for Jim Jordan for speaker because I've been in politics long enough to know that the swamp is too powerful. And whether you're in Jeff city or DC, it is near, near impossible to elect a conservative firebrand like Jim Jordan. Yeah. And so 
um, back in January when people were calling my office and saying, don't vote for McCarthy, vote for Jim Jordan. I'm telling you guys, the chances of Jim Jordan back then were slim to none. Okay. And now, and, and Jim Jordan knew that and he was never going to, um, and he was back in McCarthy. Now things are totally different because, because of the dynamic and because of, you know, the anger, animosity towards one faction or another, there is a path for somebody like, for Jim Jordan or somebody like him to become the next speaker. Yeah. And that will change this town. That, that will actually have a, like, a shockwave, like, it will be an earthquake in D.C. It's difficult to watch because I'm a guy who I like change. I didn't mind um, Gates throwing the grenade out there to see what's going to happen, but I don't like this craziness, too. It's like, you know, I don't know. I guess I'm torn. A lot of American people are torn. When you look at the people that are the disruptors, they're in, they're usually in safe districts, you know, like, like our district here. You know, we're going to have a Republican regardless, so you can go and do whatever and be a disruptor if you want because you're in a safe district. And that's where a lot of these people come at. So they don't care about those other congressmen who could be in a swing district. They're just going to, they're going to hold out. They're going to make the waves. And that's what's sad because they're not looking at the good of the overall party and how this makes us look, um, on a national level with, um, other Democrats. And that's sad. So, but anyway, Congressman, yeah, we, and I, go ahead. I'm sorry. And we, we, we and got I about another say, minute. Guys, the hope that the hope is, and I'm saying there is hope and it's, and it's a better future than what has traditionally happened under John Boehner and under Paul Ryan and all the, all the Republican leaders that have let us down over the last yeah. two, three decades. And what, what could come out of this and what I hope is going to come out of this is we have somebody who's an inspirational change agent and a conservative leader who will inspire the rest of the country Man, and the good. Republican party. Hey, you know what Don was saying earlier to me off the air that, Hey, you know, it always works out. It'll work out right here. It's just the bad timing because yep. we got stuff that needs to be done. But I love the hope that you're giving us because we do want a change agent there in um, Washington. So thank you for fighting for us. Thanks for all that you're doing. And um, you're going. We do have a question for you that came in from one of our um, listeners. It's Judy. She's a um, faithful listener. And actually, she said she used to listen to someone else, but she loves the um, the new show because she loves the big, bald, beautiful black man. <laughs> Wait, maybe I just added that stuff in there. But, <laughs> but she sent us this message on Facebook, and, and we thought we answered it, but we want to give it to you. And her question is, how come the flags aren't, the president hasn't ordered the flags to be at half-mass since we've seen um, a number of um, Americans be killed over here in Israel? Oh, that's a good question. A really good question. I will be asking that question. Okay. Well, I, I, I'd said to her that maybe it's because I, I thought that flags go at half mass when it's like a government um, official or something that passed. But if you can get an answer and let us know, we'll pass that along. We maybe put that up. No, the, the president has full discretion. Okay. Well, if, there you go. If they, you know, if, if his football team doesn't win, he, he actually does have the discretion to decide what is the standard for when to, when to lower the flags. Hey. I, I appreciate her question because I'm going to have my staff reach out to the White House and ask why. Ask that very question. Will you have them get back with Cass on their what, what they find out? Yes. Okay. No, we're not letting you off the hook that easy, bud. We know you got a big day. Alex didn't get to it, but I'm going to because it's funny. We teased it. We've been talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger this morning. What is your favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie line? Oh. 
Oh. Um, what, what is it? Uh, there's a bomb in the building. <laughs> there's a bomb in the building. There's a bomb in the building. Yeah, you got to say it like building get out. No, wait, you, no, wait. Say it again like, like Arnold would say it. That would be good radio right there. One, one more time. Okay, like, you ready? Yeah. There's a bomb in the building. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's the worst. Talk Sorry, guys. That's the best I can do. Awesome. Go have a good day for America. Awesome. Hey, hey we, we go have a good day for America today, okay, bud? Okay, thanks, All right, guys. thank you, you sir. There's a bomb in the building. He said it awesome. <laughs> that was <laughs> great. You know, speaking of bombs, Hamas has been planning what they've done to Israel for a couple of years. We're going to have that discussion coming up next. At 7.50, we'll have another uh, guest on the show, former host of Wake Up Springfield, former Speaker of the House of Missouri, Tim Jones. That's up after the weather update from KWTO. 93.3 and AM 560, KWTO News. KWTO News Time is 731 in Springfield. We do have uh, cloudy skies. We've had some light rain in the area. We're at 60 degrees. Now, we do expect that rain to clear out later this morning. We'll get some clearing in here this afternoon, up to 68 for a high this afternoon here in southwest Missouri. Missouri Appeals Court judge denying appeals by Springfield Public Schools and the State High School Activities Association to declare Glendale quarterback Kylan Mabins ineligible. A judge ruled in September that Mabins could play football after transferring from Kickapoo to Glendale. The Missouri Southern District Court of Appeals has now upheld that ruling. Thieves have stolen toys from a motorcycle toy run in Lawrence County. Now, you may remember earlier this year, four riders died in a crash as they were delivering those toys. Well, now those toys have been stolen from a storage unit in Monette. Uh, during the ride, the driver crossed the center line of the road and crashed into the motorcycle drivers. But now these thieves have taken at least $1,000 worth of toys. It is time again for the annual Apple Butter Making Days in Mount Vernon. The three-day festival is being held this weekend. It is the 57th year that that festival has been held in Mount Vernon. The hours for it are from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. today.